Hey guys, good morning. Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Hope you guys all have a good day today. This guy did not have a good day. This guy in Maine, his name's Logan. He was at the police station for just a couple minutes, and he was going because his bike was stolen. He was like, hey, my, my bike's stolen. But while he was there, they stole his car. Somebody stole his car. Oh, what? No. At the, what? <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> that stinks. He had been at the police station for about 60 seconds when he emerged to find his car gone from the parking lot. It was 6 p.m. It was March 22nd. His black Ford Edge was taken while it was parked. Now, it was idling. Oh. He left it on. It was in front of a police station. Okay, so, but that's really brave for someone to steal something right outside of a police station. It makes me think that maybe a criminal just got released or out of the jail, and they were like, oh, this is just too good to be true. Looks like God left me a little treat. Yeah. He got tempted. And then he got in, and he got away. Because no way someone's like, oh, I'm going to plan on stealing a car outside the police station. The driver and the only suspect in the theft is a guy named Joel. They have charged him with unauthorized use of property, violation of a release condition. At around 8 p.m., they recognized the car, arrested the driver. That's that's the guy's having a bad day. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And you know what I like to listen to whenever a day like this happens? Because <laughs> you had a bad oh. day. You take it one that's what he's listening to. Yeah, poor guy. It gets Such bigger and bigger. Song. Then he goes home and his house is stolen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's happening here? It's on fire. It's great. <laughs> Oh, poor guy, Logan. Oh, when it rains, it pours. We feel for you, yeah. You know what I found? This song used to be the American Idol song. That's right. Someone was voted off. That was was terrible. When Idol was like early, early seasons, uh, and the the person getting kicked off this week is Jordan Sparks. Because you had a bad (laughs) We didn't even think how ruthless this was. brutal. It's like playing, all right, and the person going home is Jim Smith. You suck. You <laughs> suck. I know. I'm so glad that y'all are so positive on American Idol, and it's a different thing, because I can't help but think some of the kids that went through there that got, like, the real negative, like, Simon Cal version, and then, yeah, just some of the humiliation on TV, how that they carried that with them negatively, because they were so young. Which reminds me, Brooke Eden came by my house, and we did a Bobby cast. She's an artist, country artist in Nashville. She went on American Idol back in the day, made it through the the producers, got to Simon Cowell in that group. She got on the show, and then when she sang, because she's blonde and very pretty and she's from Florida, they really, like, altered her to look like a dumb blonde. No way. And she's she's anything but a dumb blonde. And remember Tim Tebow called her and was like, hey, we know who you are. Don't feel like that you have to feel judged by us. It's a whole thing. And she was like... I just didn't do that on the show. I, that wasn't how I presented myself the whole time. But yes, now we kind of have a role that we don't Very do Very different vibe. Which reminds me, Abby, our phone screener, I found out that she tried out for American Idol. Did you guys know that? No. Yeah. no. I didn't either. Oh, you knew? Uh, yeah. I found out on Talk to Chuck, the Chuck Wicks podcast. <laughs> hey, Abby, so when, when did you sing, try to get on American Idol? When? Oh, man, I was like 16. So oh, that was a long time ago. How many years ago? Oh, that's like 14. Did you go and s- just sing for the producers? So I went, it was actually in, da- in Dallas, Dallas Stadium. <laughs> yeah, Eddie. And so I got there and it was actually in front of the whole stadium, really. I mean, everybody's there, the whole stadium. And there's about 15 producers or judges on the field, mm. like at tables. So no, it was not in front of the producers. I didn't even make it there. Okay, far. but you sang in front of those people who were yes. producers. Uh, yeah. And what do they tell you? Uh, no. 
Thank you, but no. <laughs> like, did they say, hey, you know, work on it and come back next year? Or they just said no? I mean, yeah, they did. Because, so there's about five of us at one table for judges. And then you sing about 30 seconds, then you step back. And then after that, they're like, you and you step forward. And they say, oh, you made it. And then they go out. And then they're like, they're remaining. I'm sorry, you did not make it. And you're so 16? Yeah. Do you remember what song you sang? Oh, man. I think it was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. You want to do a little now? Oh, Relive my God. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, we can't. Oh, yeah, my God. Do it. I do need it. music. Do it. Do it. Abby, here, I'll give you the... T- there's your key. Pitch. Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, pitch, thank you. Yeah. By really? the way, who knew Eddie owns Dallas Stadium? She was like, oh, she was like, we're yeah, in Dallas Stadium. That? Eddie? Yeah, yeah it's oh, called Eddie's he's, Stadium. Because he's, he's excited. He pointed at himself and he was excited. I was really pointing to uh, get closer to the camera so we. Yeah, could see he you. was pointing. <laughs> he was pointing a direction for you to stand so the camera could see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you see? Oh my gosh, can I do it with like background music? Or something. I, this is American Idol. What I tell these kids, you want your time to shine? When it gets presented to you, you have to go. Yeah, Bobby, mentor her right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Abby, you may have a, a record executive listening right now that's oh, looking, that's, that's looking for someone who can answer phones and sing the hits. And I'm going to blow it. Or right maybe now. answer the phone singing. <laughs> oh, true. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Somewhere. Okay, ready? Here we go. Oh, do I? Okay. Ready? Here we go. Somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue, and the that you did a dream really do come true. Come Dang on! That's good! Yeah. That Put her on good. the show! Yeah! Put her through! You're going to Hollywood. Yeah! You're too old for Hollywood, <laughs> but still, good job! I am too old. That was no, good, Abby. See, I get shaky, and I know that's what they would say, right? You'd be like, oh, no, it was a little shaky. There. I think all of us, our eyes, when you started singing, you were hitting those first notes, we were like, wow. That's good. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm better in my car or shower, but we all thank you. are. But that was really good. There she is, Abby, yeah. our phone screener. Thanks. Dang. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, Abby. You can take your headphones off. I love Abby's laugh. It is time to open the mailbag. Bobby's mailbag. Hello, Bobby Bones. I'd like to remain anonymous. My fiance, 24-year-old female, and I, 31-year-old male. We're having a small wedding ceremony in July. I just found out that Max's girlfriend, 28-year-old female, is also getting married on the same day. We broke up two years ago. She and I dated for several years and have many of the same friends. Oh, no. She called me up saying that I need to change our date so our friends don't have to pick which wedding to go to. (laughs) (laughs) We've already put down all of our down payments. I told my ex if she was so worried about it, she could change her date. She said no because she, quote, picked that date first. I honestly don't know who picked the date first. Am I being rude to my friends and my ex for not changing my wedding date because a woman I broke up with two years ago is getting married on the same day? Signed, Mr. X. This is an excellent email. That's great. Who knew? I thought they were just getting married and he's like, is this petty? No. Like, friends have to decide. Wow. Okay. Uh, You don't change your wedding date. I mean, if you've already made the decisions and people are cut, it's bigger than a few friends and her. You have family that are making plans to get there. It may have already made the plans to get there. Yeah, and this is one of those things where you find out who your friends that's are. Right. <laughs> oh, you guys went that way. That's, huh? what, that's what I thought. I was like, well, whoever shows up, I guess. What if someone doesn't come to yours but comes to hers but is still a good friend to you? Okay. Can they have them at different times? I say you don't schedule with that. You know, you're not with her. Okay. The end. Let her handle her business. You handle yours. 
It is going to be unfortunate for a few friends, but you just got to worry about you at this point. This wedding is about you and her. And you, I guess, yeah, who knows if they're in the same town. Maybe you could do ceremony for one, reception for the other. <laughs> Whichever reception is going to be more fun. You mean the friends? <laughs> yeah. Here's my advice to you. You can't worry about your friends. What I've learned in my wedding planning, or as my wedding gets planned, because I haven't been that good at the wedding planning, <laughs> is that this is about you. This is about you and your fiance and you guys making that day extremely special for you. So dial in on you. Have the wedding you want to have, when you want to have it, and then let the chips fall where they may. Don't be concerned about some ex from two years ago. And I think Eddie and Amy made a great point. You'll find out who your friends are. Oh, yeah, quick. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily concerned about his ex, but he's worried about his friends. Yes. Mm -hmm. Any advice you'd like to throw on top of mine? No, I would just, yeah, you have to continue on with your plans. I was trying to picture myself in this own predicament because... I mean, I had boyfriends once where we had a lot of mutual friends. And I think, yeah, the friends just figure it's it's on them to figure out what they want to do. It's not on you. They'll figure out whose wedding they're going to go to. Or maybe they figure out how to kind of make an appearance at both. Or uh, what are the odds this is happening, by the way? <laughs> right. I <laughs> oh, know. Look at that. What are the odds? <laughs> what if this is some weird sign that you're supposed to be marrying her? Okay. Oh, we don't oh, need to put that oh, in the atmosphere. Oh, oh, okay. Do not look oh. at that as a sign, Mr. X. Wipe your ears. I know what you just heard from Amy. <laughs> wipe, wipe your ears right now. Uh, I like you just doing you. Mm-hmm. The end. You should. There should. You should put no stress on yourself about your wedding about other people. Um, who? Maddie from Maddie and Tay was talking to me about it. She was like, "Have you had any stress with who you're inviting? Who you're cutting off from the list? Who you put in your groom's your wedding party?" Wedding party. And I was like, "A little." And she's like, "Don't." The end. You decide you, this is a you thing, and that's it. And if they don't understand, they're not your friends anyway. And I was like, okay, a 25-year-old is dumping <laughs> yeah, a, some knowledge. a wheelbarrow of knowledge on me. Uh, but she's been married for a little bit. So do you, Mr. X, and then have a bigger, better wedding. I mean, if you want to, then you, <laughs> you know. Oh, great. If now you want, it's going to It's a war. If Battle you want to. Weddings. Wedding wars. What was that movie? On TLC <laughs> next Tuesday, wedding wars. What? Bride wars. That's two best friends who the venue was only available on this one date, and they both grew up like wanting to get married at that venue, so then it became a war. <sighs> at least they're not fighting for the same venue. Yeah. Just the same day. <laughs> well, All right, Mr. X, <laughs> thank you for that email. We think we solved your problem. If you want to email us with your problem or your question, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There you go. Close it up. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Lunchbox was attacked by an animal. Do you guys know this? What? No. no. Tell them what happened. Oh, my gosh, guys. I'm sitting on my front porch, and I'm on the little rocking bench, and I'm on the computer FaceTiming with my parents. And my fence is right behind me, and I hear all this rustling. I'm thinking, oh, the dog's trying to get out the gate. And I turn, and I look over my left shoulder, and there's two squirrels kind of going at it on top of the fence. And one of the squirrels looks right at me and literally launches himself or herself, (laughs) lands on my left shoulder, and like kind of, I don't know if it's trying to swipe at my face or what, and then dive bombs the computer <laughs> and runs off. Like, and all I could think about is my life flashing before my <laughs> eyes because Bobby always talked about how strong squirrels' jaws are, but literally this squirrel tried to take me out, landed right here on the shoulder. I turned like this, and he went, 
whoom, right there. And I was like, oh! <laughs> that scary. Oh, I was freaking out. Heck yeah, that would be scary. What do you uh, know about squirrel jaws? Their jaws are extremely sharp. They could bite your hand off. Yeah. What? Off? The jaw pressure, sure. Their teeth aren't wide enough to do it, but they can bite through your bones, sure. Wow. Yeah, they have the strongest <sighs> jaws of almost any animal when it comes to their size. Oh, I guess they do have to crack nuts. Yeah, that's exactly. true. Exactly. didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, and so if it jumped up and decided to take a bite out of your face. It would have been bad news. I don't know if it was like there's something wrong with that squirrel or if it was just I was interrupting something. I don't know, but he or she landed right <laughs> on my... I don't want to be sexist. Yeah, of course. Yeah, landed right on my left shoulder and I was just like, I was screaming bloody murder, freaked out. How long was your heart beating after that? Uh, probably about two hours. Did your wife believe you? She was like, really? Come on. And I, and I had my parents on FaceTime to- Did they see it happen? Because they, they went right at the computer and they were dying <laughs> laughing because it like, boom, <laughs> like knocked the computer like that. So they had tried to attack Lunchboxes, then his parents. Uh, yeah, he was coming for the whole family. Wow. What'd y'all do to this squirrel? Man, it was so, I mean, woo, bad, bad news. Anyone ever been attacked by an animal? Like thinking back? If so, raise your hand. Ever had a- I don't know, running with a hippo or something? No, I mean, I had a rattlesnake bite my boot, but it didn't penetrate my boot. Yeah, I've had some snakes hit boots, too. Yeah, I mean, that's scary. <sighs> yeah, but, but still, nothing like a squirrel on your shoulder. No, nothing like this. That's what horror movies are made of <laughs> yes, right there, man. man. The flying squirrel? I mean, think about that one in now cinema. Now it's a flying squirrel? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what the name of the movie would be. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he did fly he, from the fence to my shoulder. He, I mean, they can jump. Do your squirrels go up to people in your neighborhood because they're always feeding them or anything? No. Mm. No, no, no. I've never seen a squirrel. I mean, when I was in college, I would feed a squirrel on the campus of UTSA by the police station. You would put your hand out and they would come eat from your hand. Do you what? think it thought you were a squirrel? What? Your face. What? <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, is I that like, like, what, is what that? kind of jab was that? That's yeah. not a jab. Hey, let, it, let us in. Let us in on this joke. I have a squirrel this face? This is not a joke. It's not a jab. That maybe like Lunchbox had a very inviting face for the squirrel. <laughs> and it actually wasn't a threat. It was like, once he got closer, he realized, oh, not a squirrel. But I mean, from before he jumped, he was like, oh, my friend. Huh. <laughs> no? no? I mean, the way his eyes looked, it looked, or hers. <laughs> look very, very angry. Oh. Woo. But you're okay and you live to tell about yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm starting to get all my heart beating okay. again talking about it. It, uh. it wasn't, a, you didn't get attacked by a dog or a wolf. But Bobby, you for years have told me the squirrel could rip my hand off. If it wanted to. And yeah. that's what I saw when he landed on, or she, landed <laughs> on my shoulder, I thought, oh, my face is done. Okay, there, there it is. Lunchbox, <laughs> his oh, life man. flashed before his eyes and he lives to tell about Woo. it. <laughs> The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dirks Bentley talked about what it's like touring the country on a tour bus. I, oddly enough, am jealous of my fans a lot when I'm on the road. I'm sitting in my bunk literally all day long in the dark because I'm just trying to like rest up and save my voice and energy for the performance that night. You know, I go on there and see what they're doing out in the parking lots or on the lake or they're, they're out in nature and I'm not poor pitiful me, but I'm like, I miss that living. I wrote a song about living and here I am just like barely surviving for the entire day inside a bunk, like a coffin. Riley Green talked about learning to like working out. I've always enjoyed working out, playing sports growing up. It was not as much fun to me to work out when coaches were making me do it. And now that I don't have everybody screaming at me and blowing a whistle, I sort of enjoy it a little bit. So that's definitely another hobby of mine on the road is trying to 
stay in shape and it's tough i mean it, the lack of sleep and the travel is a little bit of a grind so i feel like that's an important thing to keep you kind of level brett young doesn't think he will ever write another song that's as personal to him as lady i think i've fought really hard to this point to only say things in my music that do connect and resonate with me because i never felt like it was okay to ask fans to feel connected if i wasn't i'm morgan number two that's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. An eight-year-old girl in Chicago's home alone, mom's at work, and the house catches on fire. Only problem is she's trapped up on the third floor. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? She breaks the window, throws the mattress out, and jumps out of the window and lands on the mattress. How big was that mattress for an eight-year-old to throw it out? It had to be a small mattress, right? A twin. Like a twin. Yeah. Tiny. And then also, who would have thought that would have worked? Because this seems like some Mary Poppins stuff where you hope that you open up an umbrella and you jump and it floats you down. But that makes sense because she's eight years old. Definitely smart. So she's thinking, sure. yes, that'll work. Yeah. Dang. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Davie, Florida. A man went to a local McDonald's and ordered six chicken sandwiches. Only problem in the bag, there was five. So what's he do? He attacks the employees. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) They'd probably give him another one or another three (laughs) or another five. Jeez. Uh, So they tracked down the 21-year-old and arrested him. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Last week, Eddie won the Elder versus Millennial Championship. One more round of applause for Eddie, who goes out as the champion. Uh, It's now time to roll it over to Lunchbox versus Amy. And again, we call Amy versus Lunchbox. (laughs) Who won the last championship? Uh, Amy, 5-0. Oh, wow. It was that quick. No, I know it was five weeks of just straight butt kicking. Wow. I forgot I did that. Did you train? I trained. I've been, you know, getting in touch with my feminine side and asking a lot of women questions. Okay, Amy, you get... Three questions. Okay. Dudes probably know them. Lunchbox, you get three questions. The ladies probably know them. Yep. Let's see what happens. Here we go. Amy. LeBron James has a notorious pregame ritual that involves him tossing something into the air. What does LeBron James toss into the air before a game? How do I not know this? I don't know. Um... He plays basketball, so is he tossing the basketball? Probably not. That'd be too obvious. A quarter. A quarter. Yeah, he walks out and flips oh. a coin. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What does he toss? I'm just gonna. I don't know. Um, a kid. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> She's just getting crazier and crazier. LeBron James tosses a <laughs> tennis ball. Is that your answer? Yes. She says a tennis ball. Orange. An orange. An orange. Which one? Orange. An orange. That is incorrect. What is it? Lunchbox, you can steal. Give me that powder. Huh? He, he tosses chalk. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, oh, powder. He goes he, out to the, to the table and then throws it into the air like this. Oh, cute. <laughs> Amy, question cute. two: What piece of heavy machinery would have two tracks, a blade, and a ripper? It, what? Two tracks, a blade, and a ripper? I don't know. A table saw. Incorrect. Mm. What piece of heavy machinery would have two tracks, a blade, and a ripper? Lunchbox. Oh, that ripper, dripper. Give me a chainsaw. Incorrect. The answer would be a bulldozer. Oh, I missed the heavy machinery part. Oh, two tracks and a ripper. Okay. 
Amy, in the gym, skull, crusher, skull crushers and dips are designed to work what muscle set primarily? Triceps. Correct. All right, after the first round, Amy won, Lunchbox won. <sighs> Lunchbox, over to you. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, familiar? Yeah, they had an interview with Oprah. They announced during their first Oprah interview they're having a second child. But what was the name of their first kid? <laughs> What's the name of that kid that already exists? Uh. Ooh, I think it's a pretty dorky name if I remember right. Oh, what did they name him? Or was that the the other brother had another one? Um, I'm going to go with Archie. Archie is correct. Oh! Wow. wow. Oh! When I, listen, as I was talking, I was going to say Arthur, but Archie just popped in there at the end. Woo! Nice job. What appliance are the attachments concentrator, styler, diffuser, and pick used for? There's an appliance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the attachments are the concentrator, the styler, the pick, and the diffuser. Oh, yeah. When you want to diffuse those curls, you get that hairdryer piece and you put it on the front of the hairdryer. And <laughs> hairdryer! Correct. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Lunchbox, what water temperature setting do you usually use when you wash whites? Oh, that's easy. No. No. I'll say this question is a little sexist, by the way. Yeah. I almost... But went, most men won't know. I didn't make the questions, by uh, the way. Here's the reason you do this. I'm going to go with hot because you got to... The whites won't bleed. The colors will. But I do everything on cold, So, but it's going to be hot because my wife gets mad at me. I never do anything on... Wash the whites on hot. The water temperature where you usually wash whites is hot. Woo! Woo! <laughs> wow, three for three and some of mine. Wow. Lunchbox comes back strong. Oh, man, it feels good. I mean, listen, I had all offseason to think about just how humiliated <laughs> I was last season. This feels good. With yes. a score of four to one, your winner is Lunchbox! Woo! Nice job. We just Google trivia questions for men and trivia questions for women. So if you want to cancel us, cancel Google. (laughs) They're the ones who gave us those questions. Okay, so we want Post Malone to come on this show, especially because he loves country music. I'm going to play you some examples of Post Malone loving country music. Here he is doing There's a Tear in My Beer by Hank Jr. Cause I'm crying for you, dear. Boom, boom, boom. You are on my lonely mind. When they did the version of Hank Jr. and Hank Sr. singing together, that, that was song, legit. it was the greatest. Yes. But Post Malone loves that song. He played it. <laughs> Here is Post Malone doing I'm a thousand miles oh, from nowhere so from Dwight Yoakam. Here is Post Malone doing I'm Gonna Miss Her from Brad Paisley. Well, I'm gonna miss her. Mm. Oh, 
And then here's Post Malone and Keith Urban doing Baby, What You Want Me To Do for the Elvis tribute together. We're going down. We're going up, down, down. My point is, Post Malone's a big country music guy. You may know him from his hip-hop stuff, but I'm just providing this example. So Mike D reached out to him because he followed, Post Malone follows Mike D on Twitter, <laughs> right? Yeah, he does. So what did you say to him? Well, I sent him a DM on Twitter, and I said, Hey, man, I work for the Bobby Bones Show. We're a nationally syndicated country music show on 150 cities. I know you don't do many interviews, but we were talking about your Brad Paisley cover and how much we loved it. Wanted to see if you were down to come on the show and talk about your love of country music. Let me know. And you Were you nervous when <laughs> you pushed enter? Yes. I was like, he's going to unfollow me. <laughs> and that was my fear. I didn't want someone that you love unfollowing you. And I said that to you. I was like, hey, if you are worried about that, you don't have to send the message. But I wanted a reason to message him, and I was like, this is it. If there's ever a reason, this would be it. So you sent the message. Yeah. Now, Mike has provided a game for us. He, You're going to give us four of the possibilities. Four possibilities. You have to guess what happened. Okay, go ahead. Number one. Number one. He said yes, he'll come on the show. Okay, easy enough. Number two. He said no to coming on the show. Easy enough as well. Uh, number three. He read it, but no reply whatsoever. And number four. No reply, and he unfollowed me on Twitter. Good choices. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Let me think about this for a second. So you can see it when someone reads it? Yeah, you see the little... It's just red, mark. right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Eddie, you're up first. What do yeah. you think happened? Yeah, yeah, You know I'm an optimist, man. I'm going to go with one. He read it. He said, yes, I'll be on the show. Come on! Please, I hope that's it. Amy? Okay. I want to believe that he's going to come on the show. I think he's read it, but he hasn't replied yet. So you so, went with Reddit no reply. Reddit no reply, but that means he's checking his schedule. Oh. Well, they can just call, though. Okay, or that. Yeah, I mean, lunchbox? Ah, man, I want it, I want it to be he's coming on the show, but I think he just told Mike D, no soup for you, man. You I'm think the, he said no? I think he said no. <laughs> what do you think? Come on, Bones. I think he probably read it Uh-oh. and didn't respond. Or someone running his account read it and didn't respond yet. I'm going to go with that. Read it didn't respond. Kay. Nobody said no, though, huh? No. Uh, what no, no, you did say no. no. Okay, Eddie said yes. Lunchbox said no. I, I for said you. we got rejected. Okay. Uh, was the answer no? It was not. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. So oh. he didn't say no. He didn't say no. Wow, so he's either coming on There's or... There's a chance. He's not coming on yet. Did he unfollow you? He did not unfollow me. Okay, oh. this is good. Two more left. So it's either he said yes or he said nothing. He just read it and he said nothing. He read it and said nothing. Come on. Did he say yes? Come on, Mike D. He read it, no reply. Oh, oh, no, he did read it, though. Huh. So he's thinking. <laughs> he's thinking right now. Do we really think he's thinking? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes, no. I do. No, he's blowing off. No, I think he's like, wait, this Bobby Bone show, this kid, is this, is this real? Like, let me look into this. I don't Maybe I will go on the show. All right, we'll check back with you in a few days. Okay. Uh, but, well, he, but he's still following you. Maybe he's Googling the show and got caught up in a bunch of YouTube videos of, like, things in the past. He'd be laughing so hard right. at some of our segments. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's what he's doing right he's now. He's in a wormhole of the show right now. <laughs> Are you happy he didn't unfollow you? Oh, yeah, that was the biggest sigh of relief. <laughs> 
Okay, we're rooting for Post Malone to come on the show. Yeah. Scuba, are you reaching out to these people as well the right way? Uh, yes. Uh, the third time I attempted, I think she blocked me. Because oh, now you have been blocked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been blocked by the label. I'm no longer allowed to reply to them. Okay. Oh. That's not well, good. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Sharon. That's a big block. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you do it? You I don't have no contact to Post Malone. Oh. I mean, I can tweet him just straight up. No like, one. He's played with Keith. You know Keith. I'm not hitting not up Keith Urban to go, hey, man, yeah. can I get Post Malone's number? Right. He did Brad's song. You know Brad. Okay, no, I'm not doing that. Dang it. Uh, let's play Jason Aldean. We'll get a recap, or uh, just we'll get refreshed on it in about a week or so. This is a voicemail from Dana in Florida. Hey, Bobby. I'm making my first trip ever to Nashville, and I really wanted to go to the Country Music Hall of Fame and see your exhibit. And I was just wondering if you knew it would be up still or not. I was hoping it would because of all the COVID craziness and that I'd get a chance to see it. It is not, sadly. It was only up for a year. It's part of an exhibit called Currents. So we went with Arkansas Keith, and I was like, please just be up because COVID kept it up, and it wasn't up. So, uh. But the Country Music Hall of Fame is amazing if you ever come to Nashville. Here is Jared and a voicemail. Hey, Bobby Bones. I just want to call and let you know that I retire from the United States Navy in 69 days. <laughs> 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 hey, congratulations. Thank you for serving too, Jerry. That's awesome. 69 days. Hilarious. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So reviews.org will pay you $2,400 to stay away from your phone screen or TV screen or any screens for 24 hours. How do you get that job, though? Go to reviews.org and apply. You couldn't do that, Bones. I could do that. Mm. There, are, I have two modes. No phone, throw it in the water, or be on it all the time. I can't keep it near. It's like sugar. I can't have sugar around because then I'll eat it. But if I don't have it around at all, I'm fine. But if I have all the sugar, I eat it all. Same thing with anything in my life. Two days. It's a long time. Fine, no problem. I just, <laughs> just don't give me access to it, and I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, this is just a 24-hour digital detox. It'd be a uh, terrible job to try to get. There's going to be saying. so many people trying for that. Maybe, so, yes. But, hey, you never know. Throw your name in the hat. You might get picked. Uh, Meatloaf is making a dating competition show called I Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. By the way, Meatloaf is an artist for you kids out there. But I won't do that. Then it picks up here. No, I won't do that. Come on. I was never a Meatloaf guy. He was before me, but I always knew this song. And then it came back on Dr. Pepper commercial. And I'll be honest, I still don't know what that is. I don't think we do know that. Oh, is that right? Isn't that like You're So Vain from Carly Simon? You never, you don't know who it's written about? Don't know. And you don't know what that is? <laughs> so he never came out and said what that is? Mike, will you let us know? I mean, I have thoughts. <laughs> what do you say? I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah, he, he hasn't. Huh. Yeah. Well, so Meatloaf has teamed up with a production company called Nobody's Hero, and they're doing this relationship competition series where couples compete in a variety of kind of funny physical games, and it tests how much they actually trust each other. And so I assume throughout the different events, it might be like, well, I love you, and I'll do that, but I won't do that. Oh, I thought it was like, get it? I love you, but maybe I can't do that. That's your asking. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. But I won't do that. What else? Okay, so Florida Georgia Line's Tyler Hubbard and his wife Haley, they are headed to L.A., at least part-time at least. They just bought a lavish $3.9 million home in Los Angeles, and I guess it's about mm, 4,600 square feet, five bedrooms, five and a half baths, and if you wanted to pay for it after putting 20% down, your monthly bill would be $16,925. Hmm. Oh, 
You don't buy a place like that and only go there four times a year. You know? Yeah, I don't know if they're like relocating. Well, I wouldn't say they're relocating all the way. But I would say that, and obviously there's been some turmoil between the guys in Florida Georgia Line. They're going to do solo projects. I wonder if he's going to Hollywood now. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Do you know anything? No. Okay. No. Yeah. I know about the turmoil. But I don't really keep up with that camp. Okay. You know? But it but that's a big house to go. We're just gonna go once or twice a year, you know? Yeah. Man, that's pretty baller though. <laughs> I will admit <laughs> that's pretty baller. All right, is that it? Yep. I'm Amy, that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So Irma, she lives in a nursing home and she turned 100 this week, but her birthday was extra special because she got to see her family for the first time in a year. Now, Irma got COVID. She beat COVID. She's now fully vaccinated. And since nursing homes are kind of opening back up to families, her 80-year-old son, she's 100, wow, 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 wow. Uh, got emotional when he saw his mom. And then like a dozen other family members came out. Get this. She has six children, 15 grandchildren, 27 great-grandchildren. No way she remembers everybody. No way. <laughs> <laughs> she said the secret to her long life is she has a great sense of humor and she likes to tell dirty jokes. I'm going to bet that some of this is genetic, though. If her son's 80 and he's rocking. Yeah. And she's 100. Also, just around the country, nursing homes are probably starting to be popping. Yeah. Like bingo is going to be back. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're oh. going to have your favorite Sinatra blasting at like 6 p.m., you know. I love Lucy TV show marathons. I hope so. Name that tune in the lobby. Cranked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now that's a good story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We have 90 seconds to figure out Amy's joke. It is the investigative morning corny. Team, you guys ready? Ready. ready. All right, here we go. The morning corny. What should you do to prepare for all of the Easter treats? What should you do to prepare for all the Easter treats? 90 seconds starts now. Pop. Bunny. Yes, uh, bunny came to my mind. Egg. Be egg specially careful with your... Egg specially... What should you do... Ask it again. To prepare for all of the Easter treats... Excellent. Eggs. Egg. Eczema. Well, that's a disease. Oh, is it? <laughs> Didn't know that. Yes, it is. Oops. Uh, the, mm, basket. Basket case. Basket. Basketball. Make basket. sure all your eggs are in a basket. Isn't that a saying? Isn't that a saying that they say, like, put all your eggs in the basket? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Okay, that couldn't be it. Eggs. Tucks in a row. Excellent. Egg. What should you do to prepare? For what should all you do the, to prepare for the Easter treats? You've got you should, lots of Easter candy. Brush your teeth. I don't understand. Egg. Prepare. Egg. Exercise. Eggs. Oh, exercise. Because the treats you're going to get egg, fat. Exercise. Well, no, Eddie, I don't like to look at it that way, but... Okay. okay, so that can't be Amy's joke. No, it could be the joke, but... <laughs> oh, now I'm torn. Yeah. But is that a good answer? Exercise? Yeah. Egg? Exercise. 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 What's the question again? What should you do to prepare for all the Easter treats? You exercise. Yeah, you have to. That's the only answer you can work. <laughs> okay, let's try it out. Here we go. The Morning Corny. What should you do to prepare for all of the Easter treats? What should you do? Exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. 
We got it, We boys. got it, boys. Thank you. Here we go. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. That's Although, a good one. Yeah, thanks. But I don't really think you have to exercise. It was just a joke? Just enjoy the treats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> day three of the Lunchbox and his wife saga. What we found out on day one is your wife told you back in the day when you were dating that you could what? I could kiss girls at the bar as long as I use no tongue. Okay. And then you went to her, and we have a clip of her saying that she said this. Yes. So we played this on the show yesterday. Here you go. I wanted to know the rule about when we were dating when I'd go out. <laughs> you would say, if you're going to kiss another girl, what? No tongue. Boom. <laughs> okay. That's it. Boom. So then we asked you to do what? Ask her, now that I'm married, if I go to the bar, what's the rule about kissing other chicks? Okay, so you had this conversation with her. I had this conversation. Here you go. All right, so we went over the no tongue rule. Now that we're married, what's the rule if I go to the bar? Uh, no kissing. Like no kissing, like no kissing, no tongue, or just? No, like now I locked you down, so I can't be cool anymore. No more kissing. Let's say I was at Ray's bachelor party and there was a girl and I kissed her. What would happen? Um, I don't know. I'd be mad. But it wouldn't be the end of the world? <laughs> no, I don't think we would get divorced. Okay. Well, then hopefully nothing happened at Ray's bachelor party we need to talk about. <laughs> hopefully not. So does that give you clearance in your mind? No, it basically says that she wouldn't like it. I mean, she wouldn't divorce me, but she wouldn't be happy. Yeah. So, I do you, mean, do you feel she's less cool now? A little bit. I thought, you know, that gave her a little bit of an edge, but, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, she has her little thing. She ch- when you get married, you're not supposed to change, but she changed a little bit. Yeah, she said she locked you down. Everything yeah. changed. Yeah, everything yeah. changed. All right, couples that blank together, stay together. You said, pray. You said, yeah, pray. You said? Bathe. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You did say that. The number one thing that determines if a relationship has longevity is a sense of humor. Couples that laugh together stay together. When this is in alignment, you'll be able to see the funny side of most situations and genuinely and generally be more relaxed with life struggles. Huh. I think that's the biggest bond that Caitlin and I have. One, I think she's the funniest person. She did ask Eddie if you were offended when I said that. She asked if I was offended? Yeah. No, I thought about it, though. I did think, like, man, I thought I was the funniest in his life, but <laughs> now she is. I did think about it, but nah, not offended. But, Bones, I will tell you, though, the longer you're married, the less funny you're going to be to each other. I'm already less funny to her. And you've only been together for how long? year and four months, something <laughs> yeah, like that. Imagine 15 years. My jokes just don't hit the way they used to. Well, with me, they do. We've been together <laughs> 10 <laughs> That's years. True. That's true. I laugh all the time at you. <laughs> you guys laugh a lot. Oh, my husband's sense of humor is very dry, so oftentimes I don't get it. And, and he'll say, that was a joke, and I'll be like, <laughs> So then I, la- I laugh more so at the fact that, like, I didn't get it and he thought it was a joke, so then it becomes funny anyway, so it kind of works. <laughs> There's a couple who, despite being married for two years, they still go Dutch with everything. Dinner, chores, any expense. That's this guy right here. What is Dutch? Split down H-K. the middle. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But you guys don't split down the middle. No, not down the middle. No, no, no. (laughs) The 39-year-old woman and her 42-year-old husband met at a video game production company. They went on a few dates. They realized they had different interests, but it didn't mean they were incompatible. So even though they got married early on, they decided they will continue to go Dutch. So whatever happens, they pay for it. It's just a different accounts thing, I guess, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're making about the same money, you go Dutch. 
there won't be different accounts. I, I I can't see us having different accounts because it's just easier. Like, I don't care, really. And You're more of what's mine is yours and she's love. Yeah, like, I'm already like yours, that. What's yours is mine, yeah. I, I mean, I'm already living that, where it's like, if I have it, it's now yours, and I don't want to do percentages all day. I want to pop up your calendar and be like, all right, 29%, carry the three. <laughs> they sleep in the same room. They have their own bed each. What? So they're Dutch in it's the like beds Brady as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. They cook their own separate meals. What? They split all utility bills. And mortgage and any other common expense. But here's the key. That's how they like it. And that's the key. Okay. It's whatever makes you happy. Yeah. If you're not hurting anybody else, it's whatever makes you happy. I knew of a couple that they went a step further than that and they had separate houses. That is so bizarre. Mm -hmm. But they were married and it worked for them and they still dated. They still went out, but they went back to their respective houses at the end. How long were they married? I have no idea. They were friends. They were more like my parents' age. And did they own? Okay. So like were- it was, yeah. When I was in college, I first heard about them and I thought that it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. And now I'm like, okay, I have more of like everybody just does things differently. And yeah. if that works for them, it's, I guess it's not that weird, but. Well, it's bizarre. They didn't have kids though. But they it's were- not wrong. Right. I knew yeah. a couple that was the opposite. They got divorced and they stayed in the same house. Yes. Like they lived together, they did everything together, but they were divorced. What? What about if they tried to date somebody new? <laughs> I don't think they ever did. They were just together, but they, they weren't married. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> if you're not hurting anybody else, whatever works. You see the story about Taylor Swift? She sent a fan of hers a big box of Taylor Swift swag. I didn't. Some That's amazing, stuff. though. Yeah, the young fan named Emmy sent Taylor seven questions about different subjects as part of her own challenge that she did during quarantine called Seven Questions with Emmy. And so she had talked to a whole bunch of people on this. Emmy's parents shared a video of her opening the box, and it had folklore, Evermore CDs, a coloring book, a beanie, T-shirts, a sweater, hair ties, like all this stuff from Taylor herself. And I was thinking, that's cool to reach out to somebody who's famous, and they end up responding to you. Do you ever write to a celebrity? Because I did <laughs> when I was a kid. Hulk Hogan, when he got put in the hospital, the wrestling match. What'd you tell him? I was like, Hulk Hogan, you can do it. <laughs> Fight back. <laughs> and I got a card back. And I don't know if Hulk Hogan really signed it, but somebody signed it. And it was like, thanks for your support, brother. And it was signed Hulk Hogan. That's awesome. And I would watch on TV. I don't even know if he was really in the hospital. I don't think he was as an adult. But I sent him a letter. And I got a note back. Steve sent a letter to Bill Clinton. Scuba Steve did. What? Back in the day. Yeah. I was, uh, I was upset that there weren't seatbelts in school buses. I'm like, why are they in the car and not in the bus? I think it's a logical complaint. And so I sent a letter in. I think it was like in first grade. <laughs> and I got a letter back a few months later. I still have it. I have it framed. And it was Bill Clinton or someone from his office wrote back. And he signed the bottom saying, hey, we'll look into this for you, buddy. So he signed it, though. That's he crazy. signed it. Yeah, it wasn't one of those like facsimile stamps. It was an actual <laughs> signature with a pen. We should all so. write a letter to the president and see who gets a reply. Nobody. Why? Scuba Steve did. I think if, how old were you? I was first grade, so probably like maybe six or seven. If okay. you're in first grade and you're real thoughtful, what if we just lie and say we're in kindergarten? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> write That's it. it. We Everybody. can use our own strategy. <laughs> that's the move. <laughs> you write in your best first grade handwriting. No, that's my normal handwriting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You, ever, you wrote to Patrick Swayze. I did. And I had a whole letter. I enclosed my school picture from that year and everything. And then I found out years later, my mom never mailed it. I thought that he was going to get it, but I talked about how I love dirty dancing <laughs> and um, that he, I was like, I live in Austin. I was like, I just 
My sister told me you have a ranch in Houston. That's just a couple hours away from me. Wow. Like he was going to invite you? <laughs> You're just going to float that out there? Right. So, Why did your mom it. never send it? I don't know. Probably because she was like, I'm not mailing. I don't know. Maybe she couldn't get the right address. Or maybe she meant to and then she forgot. But we found it. I still have the exact letter. Like, it's, I have it with me in my house now. Eddie, ever mail something to a celebrity? Yeah, mine was in high school, though. Like, I would, uh, I, I wrote the director of uh, Jerry Maguire and uh, Almost Famous, and I just told him that I was a big fan and that when I graduate college, I want to go work for him. And what was his name? A Cameron Crow. He responded? No. Mm-hmm. Never responded. But that's the only way I thought I could possibly get a job with my dream director, and no, just never heard anything. And I wonder, too, these days, like, where is that letter? Did it just get trashed? Probably. Did somebody read it? Did he ever read it? Who knows? Well, listen, you chased your dreams of being a big movie director, uh-huh. and now you're running videos here on this show. I'm doing it right now as we speak. <laughs> it's crazy. It's <laughs> not the same thing I had in mind. Lunchbox, you ever send a letter off? I uh, sent one to Troy Aikman because the dude down the street, my buddy Justin, that was his favorite football player, and we're like, dude, what if we write him a letter and we put two Troy Aikman cards in the mail and they came back signed? I don't know if Troy Aikman... Oh, I bet he did. I mean, I bet he signed it, but yeah. I don't know if he ever saw our letter if they just put him in front of him and said, here, sign these. But yeah, the Dallas Cowboys sent it back to us, and they were both signed. That's pretty cool. That's wow. Raymundo, you ever sent a letter off? Yeah, me and my mom, we wrote uh, Cal Ripken Jr. and wanted him to do a benefit thing where he would just come and appear and everybody would pay for meals and would raise money for an event we were trying to do. And he wrote us back and just said it wouldn't work with his schedule. Cal Ripken Jr., uh, shortstop Baltimore Orioles. Right. Hey, did he sign it? Yeah, it was all him. We kept the note. It was awesome. It was like three paragraphs of him explaining why he couldn't do it, and he really wanted to, though. He thought it was a great idea. My back hurts, and uh, <laughs> we got dinner already planned that I'm night. cutting my hair that yeah. day. That's cool, guys. We all sent a letter off to yeah. somebody. I think mine was the most fake, though, looking yeah. back. I think all yours was real. I think I sent mine to a fake situation and didn't even get a real Thank you, brother. Hey, Hulk Hogan, if you're out there listening, let me get a redo. Hit me up with another letter. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Nashima Anderson, she has a 17-year-old son who plays basketball for the varsity team. And because of COVID, she's not allowed to go to the games. So she's at home watching one of his games on the stream. And he's somewhat of a star. He gets a lot of playing time. And she realizes that he's not on the court. And it's the second half. And somebody goes up to the screen, the, the live stream and says, hey, hey, Nashima, your, your son, he's had a, a, a problem. He's in the locker room. Come to the school quick. What? So she, They couldn't call her? No. So she gets up quick. She's like, she runs to the gym or whatever. And so she finds out that her son had, had a heart attack in the locker room at halftime. What? But the whole story is crazy because while he had this heart attack, the trainer, who's also 17 years old, Thought quickly, did CPR, got one of those defibrillator things, and then boom, saved his life, and he's he's back to normal. But the mom was like, I could not believe it. Yeah, that's a wild story, and thank God he's okay. But why could they not call her instead of running up to the stream in the gym? I don't know. Maybe they, they had tried, and she wasn't answering She or was something. just zoned in on the TV or something. Who yeah. knows? But funny thing is when I got CPR certified the last time, the, one of the videos that they show us is almost identical to this, where there's a girl playing volleyball and had the same kind of problem that he did. Would you know how to use a defibrillator? Yes. For sure. I, I'd rather do a defibrillator because it's easier than CPR. Mm-hmm. It tells you what to do. But don't you just rub them together and yell, Claire! <laughs> no, it's not like the movies. <laughs> oh. It's just like sticky pads. You put them, they tell you exactly where to put them, and it says, and it even tells you, like, this person needs the shock. If you don't, if like your heart's beating or whatever, they'll say like, D- remove the defibrillator now. But don't you still want to do it? Because I mean, no. if you're going to break the glass, 
<laughs> no. Okay. So yeah, that's I can a, do that. That's a good story. Hey, I'm glad you're in the room with us in case one of us go down. Yes, yeah. but we don't have a defibrillator. Well, so. we need to get one. <laughs> Drive down to the school, grab one. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. A couple of things because the phone lines are just flush with great callers right now. April in Pennsylvania. You may remember her from yesterday's show when she accidentally bought a Tesla with her phone. Oh, yes. yes, and she put a screenshot on Instagram and tagged us. So legit, you see her her receipt for the car. It's so, crazy. She's on. She's trying to take a screenshot to show people you can buy a Tesla, but she accidentally buys the Tesla instead. April, welcome back to the show. How was your day yesterday? Hi, good morning. morning. Um, well, it was it was interesting. Um, I called um, a couple of times to Tesla, and then supposedly the place in Springfield, New Jersey, that was dealing with it. Um, and long story short, so um, apparently not the owner of the car anymore. I'm not getting the car because um, if you don't finish like the steps to actually. Um, you know, get your VIN number and all of that, then you won't get the car. Um, so that's great. The bad news is uh, it looks like I'm going to be out the $100 because um, the lady on the phone was saying that they don't normally refund that. And I was trying to say that, like, well, I didn't try to buy the car as much as I would love to. You know, I'm not. She goes, yeah, she goes, but it's our policy not to refund that. So I was like, oh, okay. So an accidental Screenshot cost you one hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it almost cost her sixty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> so yeah, how are you looking at it here? Are you looking yeah. at it like you're down a hundred bucks, or you're plus sixty-six thousand nine hundred dollars? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely looking at it on the, on the better side. Definitely glass half empty or like glass half full. So. Well, congratulations you know, on not uh, owning a Tesla, right? <laughs> That's weird, but yeah. yeah. I know, I know. Like, it's, it's a weird thing to be happy about, but it definitely <laughs> ended up, it could have been a lot worse. And hey, I got to talk to you guys, and it's, it's been a fun, funny story for sure. <laughs> I think since she did a two-day call experience here, let's get her a Pimpin' Joy sweatshirt. Okay, yes. So we'll put you on hold. Yeah, and then uh, we'll get your info. We'll send you a Pimp and you know Joy what? sweatshirt. What? We'll send her a little goodie package to maybe, um, it'd be like she spent $100. We'll send her like $100 of, in Pimp and Joy? We'll send her $100 in Pimp and Joy. Oh so it's like God. that money at least went to something. That. Heck, you know what? Let's go. Wait, I'm going to send you a Tesla with Pimp and Joy written on the side of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> April. Thank you very much for calling. I'm going to put you on hold. Don't hang up because we need to get your information, okay? I will. Thank you guys so much. This has been so much fun. At least going through all this craziness has a has a fun ending. Where do you live in Pennsylvania? <laughs> um, I live in Wilkes-Barre, so I'm actually uh, 20 minutes away from Scranton. I know exactly where that is. All right, thank you very much. Have a great day. Do not, ha- do not hang up. <laughs> there she you. is. You too. Bye-bye. Mike Diaz showing me a Hot Wheels 2019 Tesla you can get for $9.99 on Amazon. Oh. Yeah. oh. I mean, let's send her one of these, too. We'll try to get, like, a, <laughs> a model, one a little bigger, and we'll all sign it and send it to her with the Pimp and Joy stuff. Is it red? That's what she ordered. Yeah. Red. Okay, There's a, good. Yeah. Don't get the $599 one. There's like a, he's clicking on <laughs> that now. I'm not, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's get one that's big enough that we can all sign and send to her. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go over... I'll tell you what, we'll do the news, and we have a bunch of callers about writing letters. We got a call about, we got a lot of good callers today. All right, let's go with the news. 
Bobby's Big Story. Do you know what a Viking funeral is? No, I have no idea. It's where your remains are set on fire and, be, and sent out to sea. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. Sometimes in the movies, they push you out to sea, then they shoot a bow and arrow up in the air that has fire on it, and then it oh. lands out there and goes boom and blows up. That's a Viking funeral. Maine is considering a bill that would legalize Viking funerals and, quote, open air cremations. Huh? Huh? Just that, like that. That's where a person's remains are set on fire outside and maybe sent off to sea. And they're cool in the movies, and they never miss. What movie have yeah, you watched like with these? Yeah, like 300 or movies <laughs> where someone dies, they put them on like a wooden like boat, and they float them out to sea, or they throw them off a boat, and then someone who's really good with a bow and arrow goes, lights the tip of the arrow, shoots it up in the air, lands it on top of it, oh. boom, it blows up. A lot of movies. I have you never, guys never seen this? No, never seen How it. have you seen it a lot? A lot. <laughs> Everything I watch. When I put, they put what kind of movies do you like? I said anything with a Viking funeral in it. Oh, I can see you now wanting this. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Like, Although I'm just never. I don't know. You're never gonna die. I, I'm starting to be convinced. <laughs> you're immortal. I don't know, man. I, can't, I don't like thinking about death, so I just imagine I'll never die. You know. All right, more news. Bobby's other story is Netflix bailing on binging. Netflix says that two upcoming shows will be released weekly, not all at once, so that viewers have time to dissect each episode. Are we looking at a future where more of their content isn't bingeable? I say yes. I say it'll be done both ways, but listen, you're just going with the trends, right? Like for a while, it was put everything out at once because that was cool. People were talking about it, it was new, it was fresh. But now, Everybody's doing that, so people are like, let's slow it down a little bit. Let's let some of these shows have an online life, like people were yeah. are, are talking about it more. Let's rein it back in. Well, because if you, WandaVision, for example. Good one. Which I loved. We'd come in and be like, did you see that? Did you see what happened in this episode? Not on the air, we don't want to spoil it, but yeah. what episode are you, four? Okay, remember this? That doesn't happen with these binging shows. So now, now it I, all blurs together. I think you're going to see more shows do this until everybody's doing it again, and then it'll be boom, binge again. <laughs> What's old is new is new is old, and that'll always change. But I personally like the binge shows because I like to just do it and knock it out. I guess I like a little bit of both, so I think it's okay. Maybe some people release it all, bam, and then others decide to make us wait a week. Between. I, I have no interest in waiting a week. Oh. I will wait a week, but I like when a show ends. I like, I don't care to talk about it, my friends. I want to see what's next. <laughs> so, one of my favorite shows that just came back that I have to wait a week for is A Million Little Things because it's on, it's a network show. So, I watch it on Hulu and it comes out. And I must say, when a new episode releases and I pull up Hulu and I see there's a new one a week later, I am super excited. So, there is something cool to that. Like, I, if, it, if I could have just binged it all last weekend, it wouldn't be as exciting. But yeah, it's a very selfish thing. I know. But I'm a selfish person. <laughs> okay. Uh, finally, a wedding cake left with an unfortunate message after a mix-up uh, has caused some controversy. So here's the, the situation. These people offer uh, order a cake, and they say, would you like it to be personalized with an inscription? They click yes in the little box. Okay? And then in the inscription box, they write... No inscription, please. Oh. Now, literal. The, Gotta cake, be literal. the cake comes and in the middle of it says, no inscription, please. <laughs> it's not because they wrote no inscription, please. It's because they wrote, yes, I would like an inscription, and then wrote no inscription, please. I don't fault the cake owners. No, they did it right. Some guys are going, oh, no, I'm confused. <laughs> they click yes, but they wrote no inscription, please. The only way to really get out of that 
is to do exactly what they say. And so that's what they did. They showed the receipt. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they tried to reach out to them. That's sometimes when I'm confused. I would try to make a phone call and be like, did you mean to press this button? It's a 10-inch carrot cake. Mm. They click yes as to whether they like to. Who? A carrot cake? Oh, That's, I love carrot cake. I know, but never first round. Like, I never draft a Definitely carrot cake. Definitely not. I'll eat a carrot cake, and I like a carrot cake. But if if I have a bakery to choose from, I'm never going first round carrot cake. Chocolate cake, vanilla cake. Mm. Uh, the, can Funfetti? Oh, oh Funfetti, funfetti cake, for sure. Yeah. Never a carrot. And, and then very last carrot cake. If there's carrot, maybe seventh or something. <laughs> no, German chocolate not, cake's last. Uh, German chocolate cake's pretty good. Blech. Better than carrot. <laughs> but I, the, no peanut butter for me, you know? So I uh, thought that, that was a pretty funny story. That is your news. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. Kim, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Thank you for calling. Kim in Pittsburgh, morning. PA. Good morning. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. So, yeah, I um, I was curious to know how uh, the folks in the studio handle the thermostat at home. Um, at our house, it's kind of a battle all year long. Um, I like to dress for the weather outside. You know, if it's 80 degrees, I like to wear my shorts and T-shirt and have it be warm in the house. Or if it's winter, I like to wear my snuggly clothes. But my husband likes it to be pretty much a constant... 68 degrees, I didn't say 69 on purpose, all year long, so that, um, you know, that's just his comfortable temperature. So how do you guys handle it? This might be more common than I originally thought, because I'm the same as your husband. Like, I like it cold. I like it. When I go to sleep, it needs to be like 66, 67. I need to, I need, I would rather be cold and cover myself up with a blanket at night than have to sweat. You can't control sweat. You just sweat. If you're cold at night, you can bundle up. You got your person next to you. I like it cold all the time. However, she does not. I think because she's skinnier. I don't think she has enough meat on her bones <laughs> as I do. So I think that it's just guy, girl. Don't you? Are you the same? I mean, it just depends. My No, my husband does not want it cold. But is that a money thing? Or is that? Mm, it's probably, yeah, him trying to control the electric bill or I mean, whatever. I, I'm like... Dollar dollar bill, y'all. I want to be cold. <laughs> I know. So I have to go sneak and turn it down a few degrees. But we nobody in our house really likes it cold. I don't want it to be super cold, but I definitely don't need it to be as high as he wants it. Now here in the studio, <laughs> that's a different thing. You control that, and you always want it cold, and there's nothing we can do about it. And you too, kids. When you're the boss, you can control the air too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's freezing in here. Mm-hmm. Always. But it keeps you on your toes. It also, That's yeah. what you say. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel numb. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so I even know. feel my toes. <laughs> Eddie, what's it like in your house? Lucky for us, we don't really argue about it. We're good at 75, and <gasps> we're happy with it. 75 yeah. Sahara Desert? Sahara Desert. Maybe it's just our climate we were born and raised in, but we're from Texas, well, yeah, and we love it. yeah, they're from South Texas. What is happening in your house? <laughs> it's great. Do we need to go fund me for no, you? No, no. That's how we prefer it. And then when we got our foster kids, too, they just, now they're acclimated to it, and they like the warm the warm house. Well, Kim, I relate to your husband. Apparently, we're not in the majority. I thought we were. Uh, Amy, no, we're warmer. I'm just, yeah. I'm just a little, I'm a few degrees less than my husband, and I have to go sneak it. And then he goes and sneaks it back up, and then I go <laughs> sneak it back now. Well, I don't mind it being 70 or 71 in the daytime, but I do crank it down before we go to bed. Wow. And now we're in like a guest room that doesn't have good circulation because two of our bedrooms are under construction right now. So it is, 
we burn up. We have to keep our door open so air blows in from the hallway. It's a whole situation. And then we hear Stanley walking at midnight with his clank, clank, clank his nails. <laughs> and he walks in and falls asleep on the floor and then snores. And it's just a whole situation. Then I squirt him with a water bottle so he'll leave. In the middle of the night? Well, yeah, because he sleeps <laughs> upside the bed. And we can't sleep because he's a fat bulldog and he's so loud. So I grab the water bottle next to the bed and I go, and then he's like, okay. And he walks back around to his bed. happening at your house? It, like I said, it's March Madness at my house, and not because of basketball. It's two dogs. We sent, I mentioned that we sent a carpet off because Stanley got sick, and I'm talking, it didn't just poop on it, like exploded in four different places on it. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. Tried to clean it up best we could. Ended up calling a company we use called Zero Res. They came and had looked at it. It was like, yep, this is a dead body scene. Wrapped the carpet up, took it with them. We get it back tomorrow. But then... We had a, another smaller incident on another carpet, so we wrapped that up, had to take it out to the garage. Oh, oh, it is nonstop. Guy. The two dogs are... You should probably just not have rugs in your house right now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. But I'll say this. Eller, who we, we adopted basically off the street, she was really angry and really guardy about everything, and you pet her, she bites you at first. She's really now becoming, in a lovely way, a dumb puppy because she just trusts now. She lets you pet her. She'll roll over. You can scratch her ribs, her stomach. Like, she's really turning into a pretty good dog. And it's taken a lot of time. It's taken a lot of Kaylin crying because she's like, I don't think these dogs will ever get along. But we are getting there. Love it. A lot of poop on the carpet right now. But otherwise, in six months, we're going to look back and be like, this is amazing. Mm. So that's the the, the dog story right now. Uh, Kim, thank you for your call. We have no answer for you because we're all different. Fight the fight. (laughs) Thank you. All right. See you later. So they weren't after money or electronics or anything else like that. But a guy broke into a guy's house, pointed a gun at him, and said, hey, I want your cats. Oh. Oh. What kind of cats? Well, I mean, you've heard of a cat burglar, right? That's what I was thinking. Oh. (laughs) But there's a case in Michigan's Upper Peninsula where, according to the police department, a man awoke at 4.14 a.m. to find another man pointing a gun at his head and demanding he give him the two cats that live there. The guy who broke into the home without permission, obviously, took one of the cats before leaving. Police believe the suspect knew the homeowner prior to the home invasion. He was located a short time later. The gun was seized. He was booked. The incident is still under investigation. But they don't mention what was up with the cats. Yeah, I'm like, either were these, like, really expensive cats or... Did the guy, I don't know, recently break up with someone and the person that had to move out hired this guy to go steal the cats well, back? Well, you go deep. Yeah. Like, Interesting. You create your own stories. Well, that could happen. Yeah. Because why else would this guy want the cats unless they're valuable? I would assume that on the surface is probably a fancy cat. Yeah. Cats can get fancy. I started researching cats whenever my daughter put one on her vision board, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It just sits there all day. I mean, listen, anything can get fancy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't matter what your hobby is. They make a version of it that is really expensive. Doesn't mm-hmm. Ray have an expensive cat, like a Bengal tiger oh, yeah, cat or something? Oh, yeah, and it's awesome. Hey, Tiger King, what is your cat? <laughs> it is a Bengal, and it's a designer cat. It's about 1000 bucks. You paid that? I didn't. Uh, wife did. So if we ever miss rent, there's that option there. <laughs> Sell the cat. She paid that much for a cat? Yeah, she loves cats, and they're really, really beautiful. Really, they are. What's it called? It's a Bengal. No, no, what's it? What's the name of this cat? Bengal. No, what's the name of your cat? Oh, Pablo. Pablo. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I knew his name wasn't Bengal. <laughs> kitty, kitty. <laughs> I thought you meant the, the type. No, uh. and so did she pay for that cat while you were together? 
She uh, it's 14 years old, so it's lived through mm. college, our dating, and now our marriage. See, it's they live a long 14. time. 14. Mm-hmm. Just celebrated. Dang. Okay. Thank you for that, Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government is hi- is hiding a lot of UFO stuff from us, says the director of intelligence, who's speaking on UFOs. Yes. According to a former director of national intelligence, U.S. has secret evidence of UFOs breaking the sound barrier, which is not supposed to have happened. His name is John Ratcliffe. He says there is evidence of UFOs using technology that's beyond what humans can do right now, period. Here's a clip of him talking about UFO sightings that are very difficult to explain because they don't know what's going on. Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. Some of those have been declassified. When we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery that, um, uh, frankly, um, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, that um, movements that, uh, that are hard to replicate, that we don't have the technology for, or traveling at speeds that you know, exceed the sound barrier without a, a sonic boom. So, in short, things that we are observing that are difficult to explain. Wait, hmm. think about that. Do you think it's A, something from another land, planet, galaxy, B, another country that has far greater capabilities than we do. C, our country, but they're just not letting anybody else know what's going on here. Or D, I don't have one for D. I just kept saying (laughs) letters and I was making them as I was going. (laughs) Just ran out. None of the above. What do you think it is then? Multiple high intelligence experts they're going we don't know what this is yeah i mean obviously i think it is an an i don't think it's our country so i do think it's an unidentified foreign object but whether it's foreign from alien somewhere or foreign from russia i don't know which would be scarier russia having it or the aliens <laughs> oh russia uh, for sure <laughs> what do you think i try not to because for me to think that we're the only ones Bones, A, B, C, D, go. I'm going to go D. I have no idea where that was going. (laughs) Can you imagine, though, if we were told, yeah, there's something visiting us. We would go absolutely ape-s. The the whole planet would freak out. So some people probably know what's up, and they're just not letting us know. Because if we did find out, it'd be over. Looting everywhere. It would be like, well, we're all going to die. And even though that's not the case, this has probably been happening for hundreds of years. I don't know. I don't know. That Unsolved Mystery episode about the abduction, that one, it's the, the newest Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. If you haven't seen that one, I think it was like episode seven. <laughs> like, that was crazy. All these people saw the same thing. Something weird happened to them. They've never met each other in their whole life. But they're all within like an hour and a half of each other. It's a crazy story. But whenever really smart people and people that have really high, jo- high jobs like that go, oh, we don't know what it is, but I'll be honest with you. You're like, okay, something's up. Don't know what it is, but something's up. Uh, All right, let's switch it up a little bit. Uh, We were talking earlier about sending letters to famous people. Uh, When I was a kid, I sent one to Hulk Hogan. I got a card back. He was in the hospital from wrestling. I believed it. I'm not sure if he was really in the hospital or not. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) But I got a card back, and I think he signed it, but I'm not sure. Scuba Steve sent one about seatbelts and buses to Bill Clinton when he was the president. Amy wrote one to Patrick Swayze. Her mom never sent it off. Eddie sent one to... Cameron Crowe, famous director. Lunchbox, who'd you send it to? Troy Aikman. Right. Sent two baseball cards, football cards, and he signed both of them. Here is Rick in Tampa, Florida. Rick, what do you think about this? 
I think it's a great hobby. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Real quick, I used to collect autographs. I've got over five, six hundred autographs, some on my wall, maybe about a hundred on my wall, autographs with photos. I've got Hulk Hogan, I've got George Burns, Vincent Price, Dean Martin. Uh, it, it's just a great hobby. If you write them and you ask for the autograph, they'll send it back to you with a photo majority of the time. It's a great hobby. I was younger, but when my children got older, I said postage or food for the kids. <laughs> I kind of had to go with the food for the kids, and I stopped. That's a great hobby. Thank you for your call. Phone's a little little wonky there, but I think we heard him, right? Yeah. He listed three people. I wonder if you know who those people are. George Burns, Amy. Because I, I Co- know who they are. But comedian. Eh? Yeah, I guess so, right? I guess so. Well, then how would you define oh. him? So George Burns was basically 100 years old before he died. I only knew him as a really, really old comedian. Even then, I watched like George and Gracie back <laughs> the black and white episodes. But yeah, he was a comedian. He was an actor, singer, writer, but he was really, really old. He always had the cigar. Okay. Did you just guess comedian? No, I, I knew he was. Him? No, okay. not nope. Even when you say cigar, I'm like nope. He was a hundred years old when he died. Uh, Vincent Price, he mentioned. No clue. Vincent Price was like the horror movie guy. You know, kind of scary. He was an actor, but he was always you know doing the stuff where he was like leading into horror stuff, space stuff. No, he was 82 when he died. Uh, let's see. How about Dean Martin? Yes, he's a heartthrob from back in the day. Tell me more. <laughs> well, I feel like maybe it was someone my mom would have swooned over. He was in the Rat Pack with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, see? Probably a little too old for your mom, though. No, she was into that. Yeah? Yeah, she I mean, she was born in late 40s. I don't feel like you really knew who any of them were. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I got two out of three. Actually. I don't. Feel, I don't feel like you did. No, the first one nailed it. You was just he, yelled heartthrob. Was the, he was. Was he not? Google it. I don't know about that. Speaking of heartthrobs, Eddie got his vaccine yesterday. <laughs> Good transition right there. How did it go? Did you, did you, get, what, what was the story? It was very simple. My wife signed me up, and so I just showed up. She told me the time. I showed up. I didn't even get out of my car. They just made sure it was me, and then I drove up, and it, the only weird thing is when I was waiting to get the vaccine, they go, two minutes, we're defrosting it. And I'm like, defrosting the vaccine? Like, okay. And so two minutes later, they came out. Pricked me in the arm, and they said, sit in the parking lot for 15 minutes, make sure you're good, you don't pass out or anything like that, and then you're good to go. That was it, Bones. I went straight from there to Krispy Kreme, got my donut. You did get your donut. I got my donut, and that was easier than the than the vaccine. I go up, well, and the, I ask well, the guy. it should be easier than the vaccine. It's a donut. Well, well you never know, because you franchises or whatever, that maybe they didn't get the memo, so I'm like, hey, here's my card. I heard on the radio I was getting a free donut for this, and they're like, yep, of course, here's your donut. Were they annoyed? No, they was no. just like it, like probably the hundredth of the day. They were just cool with it. Your arm sore? Yeah. So it wasn't sore yesterday, but this morning it was kind of hard to move. And right now it's definitely definitely sore. Which one did you get? My left arm, the Pfizer. Yeah, I got Pfizer too. So three oh, weeks you go back. Three weeks. That's what it is. That's the plan. And I don't feel sick or anything. I don't know of anyone. Second shot, bruh. Oh, okay. That'd be okay. if you feel it. That's when you'll feel it for the most part. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been researching. But man, it feels good. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Amy, you're the only one, huh? Of us four. Oh, am I? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. I well, promise. No pressure. Whenever. We find out Amy's an anti-vaxxer <laughs> through, through this. No, no three I'm Three months not. from now, we're like, Amy, get, everybody can get the vaccine. She's like, I just haven't had time yet. No, I just, yeah, it's just a lot happening. But my dad's vaccinated, and so I feel good about that because he's the main person I've been worried about. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, but I need to get it taken care of. I want to get the Johnson & Johnson 
Um, why? I told you, in my brain somewhere, I feel good about it because they make stuff for babies. Okay, and you are? No, but I just like, <laughs> something about that one just appealing to me, and it's just one shot. But we'll see. Here's a voicemail. It's Grace from Michigan. I just want to say, I'm super embarrassed because I was listening to the podcast and you're wishing someone happy birthday and you said when they're 21, um, you're not really cool. And so 21 year olds don't listen to you. And I am 21 and I listen to you every day. And if I miss a podcast, I literally have to catch up over the weekend. Um, I don't think I've missed a podcast in over a year. So I'm just a little embarrassed. Um, that's all. Have a good day. Thank you. Is she embarrassed because she listens or embarrassed because she called? I was a little confused <laughs> on that. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. It's really nice of you to say. Here's uh, one more voicemail. Read that conversation. Hey, um, I was just listening to the podcast, catching up, and I heard you say that you weren't cool to 21-year-olds anymore, but I have been listening to the show consistently and faithfully since I was 16, and I'm almost 23 now, and you have always been cool to me, so don't count yourself out. Um, Love you, and thank you for all the good that you do. Thank you. But see, she was kind of indoctrinated as a kid to think we were cool. And still feels it. Or so maybe, you're saying if a 21-year-old were to just us find us right now, yeah. they'd be like, who oh. are these people? Yeah, yeah. We have two two age groups that love us, right? The 12... <laughs> the 12-year-old. No, no, the 10 to 17, oh. and then 31 and up. But just in case you are a 21-year-old and you're listening to us today for the first time and you happen to maybe like us, that's okay. Don't be embarrassed by that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and shout out to those 10-year-olds. That That's right. Us. That's cool. Yeah, hopefully we're on the air when they're 21. <laughs> they can quit us. Uh, I got a message yesterday from Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for the Browns, and he was like, I'm going to try to call the show. And I was like, lines are impossible to get through. If you want to come on, just let me know. And he was like, well, I'm not right now, but I was, I was about to try. And I said, cool. And he goes, by the way, I've been listening to you since I was 15. And I was like, huh? He grew up, went to Lake, Tra- Lake Travis High School in Austin mm-hmm. and was listening as a kid. And then he went off to be super famous. That's crazy. And I didn't quite understand. But then when I asked, I was like, where did Baker Mayfield go to high school? Then it made sense. Yeah. Again, he was, as a kid, told we were cool. He probably doesn't think we're cool anymore. And then probably didn't think we were cool in the middle. And now he's older. And so just- how old is he now? 26, 27. Oh, wow. Right? Maybe 20. Yeah, something like, maybe something, 25. Something, yeah, something like that. 25? Dang. Oh. He, he really shouldn't think we're cool. <laughs> Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, special guest, Travis Denning, is coming in. I, I told him when he came in, when I just called him up, that when his new song came out, he could come promote it. But we have a little something special for him when he comes in that he doesn't know about. So that'll be tomorrow's show. You guys check it out. Have a great day. Dance parties tomorrow as well. Mm, that's it. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bone Show.